Hello, this is Paula. And this is Susanna. And And this this is is the Joy Joy of Home Home podcast. The Joy of Home is a podcast about stories of the love of home, the joy of your own home, how you make your spaces personal to yourself. We'll have conversations about what makes a happy home with a variety of guests. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So yes, Greg, welcome to The Joy of Home with um, Paula and Susanna. Now, we've spoken to you over the years, so we're, we're going to pretend that we, we have no idea who you are. <laughs> But um, I've never seen your kitchen before. Excellent. Just, just, just for those who are listening, we can see Greg's kitchen behind um, the lovely Greg. And, and of course, it's wonderful looking at him. But the kitchen is absolutely incredible. And I, I'm sure we'll get to chatting about that um, at some point. But Greg, can you tell us um, the name of your account and, um, and what it's all about? Yes, so I'm, I'm better known as um, Man With A Hammer for my, for my sins. I chose that name quite a while ago now. Um, and I started um, that account when I was doing it at my first house. So this Avenal's house is my second. Um, I had a, a house before this, a four-storey Victorian terrace in the northeast of England um, that I bought as an absolute wreck. It had been an orthodontic in the bottom two floors and then bashed around into flats and it had x-ray rooms and pipes running everywhere as you would get in a dentist. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a scary place, but it was cheap and I was enthusiastic, um, albeit completely clueless, clueless about both design and any form of practical DIY or anything like that as well. So you had not, you were no DIY expert or plumber by trade when you started? Absolutely nothing. No, I've worked in um, marketing and spreadsheets <laughs> and things all my life. So I was, I was, and I was affectionately known as, um, I was affectionately known as the office wally. I actually worked on a farm, but was, was fairly famous for being completely incompetent when it came to anything practical. So, so, so you, you were actually a man behind desk before you were a man with hammer then? <laughs> that, yeah. For, for, for many years, yeah, I didn't know really the right end of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, um, so yeah, bought the house. Um, didn't have any money, so knew I'd be doing all the work myself. And um, and then sort of towards the end of that, I kind of heard of Instagram, and that was a thing. So I thought, oh well, it might be interesting to um, have a bit of camaraderie with other people going through the same sort of thing. Um, and this was back in gosh, twenty. 16 or 17, I think, something like that. It's a long time ago. Um, and it was small, you know, but it was lovely. There was a very kind of like-minded set of people all doing similar sorts of things. Um, and renovating can be quite um, quite a lonely experience, really. It's sort of, especially, you know, I was working full-time as well. It was evenings and weekends were taking up, you know, sanding and ripping stuff out and putting stuff back together. Um, so it was a lovely kind of sense of community. Um, finished that house, hadn't intended to, but ended up selling it and moving 400 miles. Wow, you were 400 miles away originally yeah i've gone from darlington in the northeast so sort of county durham top end of yorkshire um down to was that a, was that a career was that a career decision yeah the company that i was working with um had a farm up in the northeast of england um 
but their head office was was down in um, down in Devon, yeah. So an organic farm. Um, so yeah, moved down to Devon and um, needed somewhere to live. Knew I wanted a, another project. Loved doing my last one. Learned loads. Just a little tiny little bachelor pad, yeah. Just to lay your head. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I was. I definitely wasn't looking for anything quite the size of, of Admirals. It would be something, you know. I, I, I like. I'm drawn to kind of grand spaces and and larger houses. I'm quite a big chap, so I find anything too small, I trip over myself a lot and bump into walls and things. So, um, so I, I like a, a slightly larger house, but um, certainly wasn't looking for anything the size of Admirals. But yeah, I was looking for quite a long time. Had had seen Admirals in the market, couldn't afford it. It was way out of my price range. Um, but obviously had fallen in love with it just due to the details. It's easy to see why it's such a stunning house. Yes, absolutely. Did you actually go to see it when you knew that it was out of your budget or did you? Not for ages, not for about six months. But of course, I was comparing every other house that I was seeing that I could afford to it, even though they were half the price, which is ridiculous, you know. So <laughs> so in January, um, four and a half years ago, well, coming up five years ago, it will be, um, I thought, Joe, you know I'm going to have to go and see it just to just to get it out of my system. Dangerous talk, Greg. Dangerous talk. Very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, uh, as you can see from the you know the kind of end result, it was very dangerous. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I looked around it. Obviously, fell in love with it. Um, it was also significantly more knackered than than the agent's photo, as always. You know, the agent's photos made it look um, very, very, very knackered and in very very poor state so tell us again i i seem to think that you didn't even have did you have plumbing electrics all those basics or um there, there were there were there was of sorts both of those things yeah i mean there, there were people there were about 20 people living in it when i when i bought it um it was a sort of um yeah people were kind of living in it and then people were living in the lower ground and then the top two floors had people in every room just so is it like a bed bed sits or commune style bed sits sort of Casual HMO probably would be the kind of um, I, I imagine without any any you know um, housing wherefores. But yeah, it's um, yeah. So but, in, but this is whilst water was running down walls and buckets of stagnant water on staircases and all that sort of thing. So it was um, it, it would yeah it, it was rustic shall we say. <laughs> and there was a reason clearly why it had been on the market for years because anyone that would have walked in would have gone. Oh my goodness! You know what a what an absolute mess. Um, not 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 touching that with a basketball, and also because of where it is. So Plymouth, um, particularly back then, was a relatively cheap place to buy property. I absolutely love it. I've I've kind of made it home now. I mean, so much so that my parents and sister have moved down this summer to to live out the rest of their days as well. So yeah, <laughs> well, it is a beautiful place to live. But at the time, certainly, um, it was a it was a pretty cheap place to buy houses, which meant that even a, a lovely big house like Admirals. Once, even once it was done, had a, a pretty low ceiling as to what it would be worth, and the amount of work required would have meant that even again, based on a really compared to the rest of the country, quite a low purchase price. By the time you've done it, you're going to be you'd have spent way more than the house in that market would have ever have been worth. So that's why no one was going to touch it, and also because it's protected and listed and things. It's not like anyone could turn it to flats or develop it or turn it into a business or a B and B. So, um, so yeah, it sat on the market for ages. I put in a very throwaway offer that I, that I still couldn't afford, but I just thought, you know, I'm just going to see what happens. And, and they'll say no, and then I can, you know, look for a more sensible house. And they, um, after some toing and throwing, oh my goodness! And then, and then you know something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. 
and then you know kind of proceeded to sell all of my worldly goods and um kind of do lots of man maths to try and work out how to how to fund it so yeah and that... amazing did you do a survey did you do the building survey for that yeah no <laughs> save some money that you knew it was rubbish already or had lots of problems there's, there's, there's nothing that they could have told me that would have put me off i knew it wasn't um didn't have so there's some things that would make me walk away from those buildings because the amount of work required to put them right so dry dry rot would be one of them you know you're then back into a, a back to bricks scenario which is work that's beyond my skill set like i know i'm handy and i know i can do lots of work but as soon as you're taking a, a five-story listed eight thousand square foot building back to the stone like that's you need a massive team of, of professionals to and, and i didn't have the budget for that so yeah there's certain things that i would have walked away from but i i could spot those things myself um but yeah no no survey nothing like that just crack on and i, I knew everything needed that needed doing needed doing and you know, no one was going to tell me any surprises like it needed you know wiring and everything doing do you, do you think if you hadn't done your previous house you would have taken it on was it because you'd done a few things before and you thought this is just the same but bigger. Exactly. Yeah. And again, there was some creative, um, persuasive <laughs> yeah. thinking. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm an optimist sometimes to a to a fault because I'm very much, you know, how how bad can it be? And it was, yeah, it was just my my thought process was well, it's two and a half times the size of my last house, and that was a, you know, that was like I say, a four story six bedroom. So it wasn't a small, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't small. No, no, no. That was still three to three thousand some square foot. So it's still it would be considered the most a lovely, lovely grand house. I just thought, well, it's just it's just two and a half times the work, really. And obviously, <laughs> how bad can not, it be? That's not how it works in real life. Yeah, that's not the case. It's much more than that because it's older and it's every as you go up in scale, everything gets more complicated. Um, but uh, but that's how I, what I told myself. Yeah, and, and I loved doing the first the first one. Um, I learned loads, and I thought I couldn't. I've learned enough to kind of do the next one even better. So that was kind of encouraging me. And also because of the, the job that I did, I was just kind of spreadsheets and sales and marketing and that had nothing to show for it at the end of the day other than hopefully a few more kind of sales on the board or whatever it might be. So um, so actually doing something tangible with my hands um, every day made me really, really happy. It brought me a lot more satisfaction than kind of doing... It's very rewarding. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I just... Uh, and there's a there's an element of being a Yorkshireman that likes the value for money that this place was as well. Absolutely, no, I can understand that. D- did you go into it? Did you go into it sort of having an idea that this is my forever home, or is that not the sort of thing that you? Yeah, absolutely. Do? That, no, no, it is absolutely the intention. I mean, you never know um, what the future holds. Exactly. So yes. Forever. It's a lot, but 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 it's absolutely my intention that this will be my home indefinitely. Yeah, I, I love I love the house, I love the area, and I'm doing it for me. It's not. It's certainly not supply me. The, the work that I'm doing and the style that I'm doing it in is not flippable, shall we say? You know, it's not. It's... And I think that must make a big difference when you're choosing a house that has challenges, because if you're thinking, I'm I'm going to be doing this for the foreseeable future, there's not a little sort of time span that I'm going to concertina it into. You can say it will take time, and I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I um. I will. I suppose I will caveat that though, and say I'm really fortunate that Instagram took off. You know, I think um, had it not, uh, I might be sitting here now going, "Oh my goodness, what what have I done?" It's Instagram has allowed me because as I came into this, I kind of got back on Instagram. I started growing, which is great. But I was putting a lot of time into Instagram to try and obviously um, 
grow that, which is exciting, but obviously not getting anything back from it. Um, I was working full 50 hours a week full time and I was and I was trying to renovate the house. So between those three things, there was 100 hour weeks every single week, week in, week out, um, which is punishing. <laughs> that, 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 that is punishing. And it's fine for a, for a finite period of time. But as I dug into the house. Five years is a long time. Um, yeah, well, and I thought it was going to take me five years when I started. The reality is it's going to take me 10. And that's even with giving myself <laughs> a bit more time back now that Instagram is how I make my living. And that's a full-time job. It takes hours and hours, as you guys, I'm sure, know. But absolutely, if I was still doing all three things, I would be probably going, this was not a clever. <laughs> and how many more rooms? How many more rooms do you still have to go? I'm about, internally, I'm about, I'm about halfway. So I've got about 15 rooms still halfway. to go. Halfway? How many freaky rooms? I feel like I've seen so many beautiful <laughs> rooms already. How many more can there be? There, there are there are sort of 30, 30 rooms in total. And then obviously there's all the connecting spaces, hallways, two staircases. Um, like I said, the, the numbers in this place are, are correct. You know, I, I, when I first bought it, I counted up the internal doors just out of curiosity. And there are 100 internal doors. So, wow. you know, and they all need the paint stripping and painting and renovating. And, restoring. and that's, you know, just there are, that's just internal. That's just internal. That's just internal, yeah. There are six. <laughs> There are sixty windows. You know, it's it's um, every 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 number that you kind of pick is just is just oh gosh, you know. So that makes me feel very excited. But I know Paula, who is not really keen on renovating. How does that make you feel? The prospect of having to deal with hundred internal doors needing repairing and painting. It, it makes me feel quite queasy. I've got to say, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel quite excited. I'm like, oh yes, that's the project I would like to find. Do you know, for me, it's it's. It's. I don't like moving. I don't like change a huge amount at all. So um, when we moved from London to my house in Norfolk, it was such a traumatic experience. We had three, two or three months of not having a house because we had three houses fall through. And Hill House was one that we looked at at the beginning. And then it was not right for us. So we went away and it came back to us right at the end. But that whole period of not knowing, if it's, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? with children in tow as well, was a nightmare that I don't actually really want to <laughs> repeat again. So <laughs> I haven't, I, I didn't, we did intend for Hill House to be our forever ha- home. Sometimes, I mean, I, I'm a serial um, property watcher, so I love looking at other properties. Yeah. And there yeah, are yeah. often properties I find with more land and more more this, that or the other that I can imagine myself in, but could I? renovate and move again i i don't know i'm not sure if i've got it in me it's it's not for everyone and i do and i it's i've no children um and i don't know how people deal with children because it's it's hard even when you've only really got to look after yourself and and i don't mind that it's five degrees in here in the winter and there's no that it's very cold and it's dusty but you, you can't do that quite as easily with you know nippers running around so yeah with uh, as soon as you you know chuck kids into the toe it kind of it blows my mind how anyone achieve anything really because it just sounds like lots and lots of hard work but um and so so many of us when we fall in love with these um big old buildings you sort of often throw your money into buying the building and then you sit back and go great we've got this and now how do we how do we do it (laughs) how do we create the space that we want which i think is which is perhaps the best way of doing it because if you think too hard you wouldn't do anything you wouldn't take these risks yeah. with you. Mm. you you can't it's very difficult to justify with any logical like sense yeah. buying something like this if you if it was purely a uh, a, a sensible decision no, no one well, and that's why it was on the market for years because no one had fallen in love with it enough to risk kind of gamble 
gamble everything because uh, you really do. I mean, you're sort of putting everything on the line. Everything could fall apart very quickly with something of this size. With, Absolutely, yeah. In my uh, certainly in my circumstances, very little. Once, like you say, once I'd funded it, um, mm. and well, the, I say I, the bank funded it mm. um, with, a, with a big mortgage. <laughs> I had, I, I had, I had nothing left. So, so it was really like blimey. If, if something big happens that I hadn't expected, that I can't put right myself, that's you know what? What do I, I don't have a, I don't have a safety net. Yeah, there is no safety net. So, um, and and yeah, it would only take one misfortune, and the whole kind of pack of cards comes tumbling down. So yeah, you, it is a. It's not a sensible decision. It's a romantic decision that you make for the love of it and for the, the passion of it. You know, you you have to. And I think if you didn't have that, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it. That's why lots of people live in houses that aren't like this because they've got far more sensible houses. I love I love hearing you use the words love and passion when it comes to a house because um, I feel that very much that about my home. And I know Susanna feels that about. Um, her property and well I know that Suzanne you're on, you're embarking on potentially another journey yourself well I'm, I'm um, always and on the it's all about love and passion I know I know I think maybe this is um it's the thread that sort of shapes us all isn't it that love of of houses and love of of the homes which means that even though you love the one you're in you can't help but look <laughs> I've been really fortunate because my, my folks have moved down here. They've been they've been living in my basement for the last few months, which doesn't sound terribly glamorous, I know, but that's, that's why they want to be in their own space. I didn't force them down there. Yeah. They have the choice. Yeah. I, I would live in your basement, Greg, to be honest. Well, they didn't have to renovate. <laughs> but they, um, so I've been house hunting with them. I've been helping them look, and, and they've actually, they completed last week on the most beautiful oh, Edwardian villa thing, which is gorgeous, which I'm going to help them with, and, and it's really exciting. So, so I've, I've had a little kind of house hunting fix from Wonderful. them, which has been great. <laughs> Are they going to start their Instagram as well? Are they going to be showing us all no. how they're going to do the house well, up? I, I will. I will be sharing it. I think um, on their behalf because they're not. Um, they're not. They're not with kids on on Instagram and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it would cause them sleepless nights if they if they have to do that. They should keep their innocence. I think. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But but I'm really excited to share it because it's beautiful. The, the hallway's got the most incredible um, Minton tiles I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, it's really, really special. So that's very exciting. So I've got a little fix, you know, house hunting fix from there, which is nice. But I do, I think the love of, the love of, and it isn't just buildings, it's not just buildings that I love, it's, it's and like you say, imagining yourself there, it's the lifestyle, um, lifestyle's maybe not the word, but the, the kind of the experience and the memories that you could create in a space, and you can imagine how you might be able to live and and share those spaces with people that are special to you and things like that, which um, which is what home really means to me. I think I think buildings are lovely and I love them to a degree, but it's the lives, the way they touch and shape lives that I think is the most special thing. So, um, Absolutely. so yeah. Very true. And so so is your home, um, do, do you sort of have a view to, and, and this is, um, you know, I'm asking for a friend, do you want to sort of host <laughs> lots of parties? Is it is it meant to be a house for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, wink wink for entertaining yeah. Yeah. I live quite close by so I'm interested in hearing this answer as well Craig I'm, I'm not too far away from you so you, I would easily pop over I, I, I know Greg has bedrooms I know Greg has spare bedrooms so. <laughs> just a few yeah, just a I few mean, that, we that, learned <laughs> um, yeah that, that's absolutely the intention so the, the, the longer term aim the lower ground which has its completely separate entrance it's got its own into the garden um, it would have been the old um, servants working quarters 
will become a kind of holiday let type thing, but not just general Airbnb. I kind of, um, I'll offer it to people who have followed that are interested in the house that will come. They'll be able to kind of come and have a look around the main house, hopefully, um, you know, have a, have a gin and tonic on the terrace and, and chat, that sort of thing. So it does, it feels like a house that should be shared with people. In Do, are you way. taking reservations yet? <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of work to do before I'm quite at that stage. but um, And then, yeah, the, the main house, I mean, what, <laughs> one of the reasons I, um, I I like big houses is because I like entertaining, I like having people around, because I'm a long way from home as well, especially I didn't think my parents would ever be coming down, certainly, that sort of thing. Having the space to be able to, to host family and friends that are, you know, that are a long way away, that can kind of, they have enough room to have their own space, that they can kind of come for a bit of an extended trip, come and explore the delights of Devon and Cornwall. There are, there are worse places to live, certainly, shall we say. So it's a nice spot for people to kind of come, um, enjoy themselves, and like you say, parties and, and that sort of thing is definitely definitely my, my cup of tea, yeah. So, um, so that's, that's the plan. <laughs> You mentioned showing people around and talking about the history of the house. Was that an important thing for you? Would you could you have bought a modern house or was it was the history? I was just going to ask that have you always lived in historical houses because it sounds like you're very passionate about them. Yeah, I I um I I quite like modern architecture. Um I like the way it looks. I just can't I, I never feel quite myself in them for some reason in those spaces. They're a little bit too neat and tight a bit big and hairy and scruffy and, and bimbly so I, you know I, I feel a little bit um, messy whenever I'm in somewhere really clean and elegant and modern so now I'm, I'm drawn to these old things I like I obviously like the the element of restoration which is really important but yeah the, the history and, and um, it was the same in my last house although it was kind of less interesting historically this place because it's ex-naval um, so it's owned by the navy right up until 1995 um, has had a really interesting life yeah I mean it's built on the site of a, an old royal naval hospital and at the time, so it was built in 1750-ish, um, it was the most medically advanced hospital site in the world, which, you know, is extraordinary to think. You know, Florence Nightingale, 100 years later, made this type of um, hospital popular all over Europe. This, this site is responsible for huge amounts of kind of medical discoveries and that sort of thing. Um, it's said that Admiral Nelson's body was brought here after Trafalgar because the, the guy that lived here would have been the um, honorary surgeon to King George at the time. So lots and lots of Amazing really, history. you know amazing amazing history yeah so has it been easy to find out has it been easy to find out the history of the house some bits are, uh, it's been easy because there are books written about it um about the kind of hospital site itself not so much about the house it's funny the house is right in the middle of a city and the hospital is now kind of surrounded by plymouth plymouth has kind of swallowed it up it, at the time it would have been built almost on marshes in fact that if you can hear that there's an air raid siren going off that goes off at this time um every every monday morning um because it's got the uh, devonport um, naval base which is where the nuclear subs are kept so um so yeah the naval kind of history surrounds it and plymouth surrounds it um if this was a house in isolation in the countryside it would be kind of quite a big grand house that would have lots of public information about the families lived there and that sort of thing but because this is naval the house itself it's quite hard to find anything out about because it's all just naval history about the hospital and all those archives will be stashed somewhere. But I know um, through people that know the site and that have worked here um, in the hospital in the Navy days, I've got information on some of the admirals that lived here and that's the thing which is fascinating. So it's more information about the hospital itself than it is specifically this house because it's all just a part and parcel of the, of the naval history of the hospital, basically. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, when you've shown... Um images of around your house it does remind me of Greenwich when you go to Greenwich and you see the same sort of architecture and the same Absolutely. sort of buildings it really has that sort of naval 
feel and sort of like that the architecture was just very yeah, similar isn't yeah. it which is it, lovely. It's grand but not too fussy because it's military it's grand imposing the navy at the time obviously were vastly wealthy hugely hugely wealthy and powerful um so they could spend a few quid but they didn't like too much um too much kind of fiddly details and things and actually the, the, the architect that built this house yes absolutely and the architect that built the house his most famous work was Dartmoor Prison so it gives you a bit of an idea that um, you know, <laughs> not, that's definitely definitely no frills there Definitely no frills. The, the thing is, the, the beautiful thing about sort of period architecture is that their version of austerity and their version of plainness is actually still beautiful to us because there are so many sort of um, classical elements and the, you know, from the pediments to the pillars to the um, columns, it's still incredibly beautiful, even when it's um, quite yes, plain. The, the Georgians as well understood proportion and space and, and lines better i think than than any era and, and we still haven't really moved on from it because they just nailed it they got it so right that we still use those principles today in in all sorts of ways you know they they are just pleasing to the to the eye they so, really are pleasing um, yeah even though it's yeah not frilly it's very satisfying you know and because hill house is a it's a sort of classic what what you kind of draw as a kid house isn't it you know because that's it is it's like yeah, a doll's house absolutely because that's the the yeah but that's the proportions that that are brains are kind of conditioned now to seeing as a as a classically proportioned house so yeah oh i just wanted to ask you about i mean now having seen the kitchen from the this little sneak peek I, I think i'm going to guess the answer but can i can i ask about your favorite spaces in your vast house what's what's your favorite space to be um, I mean, I, I live mainly because the, the kitchen and living room are sort of a combined space through these massive open doors that remain open the whole time. I mean, they're so massive that they come so far into the room that it's impossible to have furniture in the living room if you want to be able to open and close the doors. So it's, um, the Georgians didn't have a lot of stuff. They kind of kept little chairs dotted around the room, whereas, yeah, when you want to put a sofa in a room. So, yeah, those doors. And it's, so it's a sort of open, well, broken plan is probably the more appropriate term with a kitchen in one half and then the main living room in the other and sort of that's a if you go if you draw a line through it's sort of 50 foot by you know 30 foot so it's a bit of a bit of a space but it means that i i do everything in here i live i work i um you know cook eat entertain um so this is the space and it was only finished a few months ago so i'm very much enjoying i've been cooking on a camping hob for the last four years so it's very nice having a proper <laughs> cooker and you know a kitchen that i can entertain in but i think my favorite space in the house albeit one that currently I don't spend very much time in, is the oval entrance hall, um, which is just off the living room. So it's a, it's a perfectly um, elliptical space with six perfectly curved doors to fit the walls. That is. I saw you sanding them on your stories. I can appreciate how much time you were spending on them. <laughs> <laughs> so it took, it took about three months just to strip the paint in that room because there's panelling, there's shutters. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a very detailed room, but to have a completely oval... Uh, sort of elliptical space in a in a house is um is unusual and very beautiful is that something to do with the navy history then um i don't know what i i think the georgians again because it's navy and they were quite powerful they like showing off but in a slightly understated way so the fact that they made a curved room which is wasteful in space because i've got corners that are behind walls that have nothing in them uh, you know it's it's more expensive because you've got to carve all those doors to fit the walls um so it's sort of subtly showing obviously that's the first room that you walk into after the main the front doors so that's your wow factor when when you're kind of people are walking into bit, the bit of bit of willy waggling going <laughs> on there wasn't there sort of like it's like da da and the, and the chap that the house is built for he had it made for himself so he this house is about 50 years after the rest of the site so the hospital site was built 
a chap came in, so the Navy, it wasn't being run, it was being run by medical officers, and they were not as disciplined as, no proper, um, kind of, well, say proper, they're all proper, but as a, as a sort of mil, um, military Navy guy who ran a ship and, you know, went to war and things like that. The doctor, the doctors were, um, at one point, caught, no one was on site, so someone had injured themselves really badly on one of the ships, was brought into the hospital, there wasn't even anyone here to let him into the hospital, let alone any doctors to treat him. So there was a, a big kind of, it was all looked into by the Navy officially, and they realised that the, all the doctors were off in private, doing private work in fancy houses in Plymouth, getting paid. So, um, so they, they put a proper Navy captain in place, only meant to be here for three years, but to kind of sort it out. But yeah, he'd fought in the, in the American War and that sort of thing, and, and had run ships, so had proper sort of naval discipline. He ran a very tight ship here, sorted it all out, ended up being here for 30 years nearly until his death at 80 odd. He lived a really long time. But he, after seven or eight years here, decided he needed a bigger, grander house. So he had this house literally built for himself, which is, you know, <laughs> <As you> do. <laughs> which does explain things like the Oval Entrance Hall, because he obviously, you know, was doing a good job and was given a lumpy budget and, um, yeah, and, and went to town. So um, Why not get an Oval Hall by then? Yeah. That, that's what I would like yeah, to do. Absolutely. If I would get rewarded like that. <laughs> do all, of, do all the, of the doors in that hallway, in this Oval Hallway, do they all lead no, somewhere? No, I mean, behind one, there is literally just a flat, like a, a wall directly behind it. And I was the first person since the person that installed it to have seen behind it because it was completely false. It didn't open. So similar, to the point where they hadn't even finished the back of the door, it hadn't been sanded or painted. It was just rough sawn wood for symmetry. So because the other, there was one on the other side that went somewhere, they had to put one on the on the right-hand side to, to give it that symmetrical Alice in Wonderland sort of effect. So yeah, it's it's Georgian Georgian smoke and mirrors. So yeah, no, most, most of them don't lead anywhere at all. Yes, how how much they prioritise the aesthetics, which is, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy yeah, with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, um, it makes for a lot of beautiful buildings, you know, it's, uh, visually it's just... Um, so as you say so pleasing so calming there's all there's something very calming with the symmetry isn't I, there i also think we we for a long time and i think um this is something that the covid and the lockdowns has massively helped as a pre that time we lived really busy lives we all were rushing out to work long commutes long hours at work um and then out and about doing stuff all the time we didn't spend all that much time at home for a lot of people didn't and when you did you were busy i don't know feeding kids homework or whatever it might have been um so homes were designed to be and furniture and decoration was all designed to be clean clear easily wiped surfaces easy to clean and, and aesthetics were and, and sort of comfort in the kind of old-fashioned sense of the word came further down the list of priorities um all of a sudden we ended up spending a lot more time at home and we're still living a little bit like that now you know i think most people are spending a bit more time at home than they did um pre just because actually i think we realized that we quite like it so i think placing aesthetics in some cases over practicality is no bad thing you know i think making some sacrifices in in function for something that looks incredibly beautiful can bring much more joy than having something that's a little bit easier to wipe down possibly so um so true i, I, t I totally agree <laughs> so true. i totally agree there's something about walking into a room or a space and it actually making your your heart sort of beat a little yeah. faster which is um i think we all want that from our Absolutely. homes don't we it, you you want to go somewhere and feel that you belong there or that it's it just i don't know it gives you a, a shot of dopamine or yeah. something to your brain yeah. but um that's what we're all after i, I think. think so and, and comfort as well somewhere that you really feel relaxed and can and can kind of sink into and yeah i i just love that i love that feeling and that's that's such a comforting kind of rewarding feeling and, and and i think when you've created that space 
completely from scratch as well yourself. I say from scratch, it's an old house, I've renovated it, but um, that's, I get a lot of pride from that as well. I, you know, I feel really proud of what I'm doing here and I feel proud that this building now on the back of the work that I'm doing will be standing for another 200 years, you know, safe and sound for, for generations beyond me to, to enjoy. You know, it, it's, I think with these old buildings, you are custodians, you know, you are looking after them for the next generation and they will be enjoyed for for years and years and years to come, hopefully. So, um, yeah. What I particularly loved about um, watching your journey on Instagram, Greg, is how much it's not just, you know, your, your your name on Instagram is Man With Hammer, but your the soft furnishings, the I colours, know. The, the lighting. I mean, you seem to be a genius at <laughs> yeah. all of these things. Is that something that's happened along the way or were you always, did you always sort of like know oh, no. your style? Because you are so supremely stylish, you really are. gorgeous. You know, I, you, you are you're an interior designer, and it's um, is is that an accident? Is that a shock it's to you? It's very kind or? of you to say. It's it's very much an accident, and I think even the way that things turn out now is is look as much as judgment. <laughs> I I um I I, I found a, a love of it with my last house. I, I wasn't I had no interest in it. I, I've always liked old buildings and kind of history and and the people within them, but I've never had any real interest in interior design or fabrics or patterns or anything like that um, until buying my first house. And I sort of realized as I was doing all the renovating stuff and learning a lot about that, that if I was going to put two years and three or three years, whatever it was, into of my life into that house, making it good again, um, I kind of want something at the end of it that looks great as well. So I started learning a little bit and digesting and reading as much as I could about, um, you know, bits and pieces and I was really proud of what I did with that house it actually came on the market quite recently um and it hasn't changed at all which is really nice to see I, I which is a nice thing yeah I mean I even because I well I sold it with all the furniture the art the rugs the lighting compl- I walked out with my clothes you sold everything um, and I that's the way to do it. I, you see, if I if I have to move again, that's what I want to do. I do not want the hassle of actually moving. Oh, they the have furniture. these really wonderful <laughs> packaging services, Paul, and you don't have to do any packing yourself these days. That's what we did last time. It's worth every penny. <laughs> yeah, well, or just sell everything. Yeah. So you bought a gigantic house of forty rooms, and you had no not no furniture, nothing. I mean, goodness me, is that not daunting? Like, how have you filled it up so nicely then? Well, I, I went out on the day that I bought the house and picked up a sofa off Facebook Marketplace for hundred quid, just, just, so I, just so I had somewhere to sit that night. It was, it was literally that. That was, that was the reality. So I had my bed and I had a sofa, and, and that was, uh, that was it. So, but I, um, so yeah, with my first house, I learned a lot, and um, was like I say, still really happy with what I did there. But my style since then and taste since has evolved significantly. I've learned a lot more in the interim period, and I love it. It's become a kind of unexpected, huge passion of mine. Um, I, you know, I really do get a huge kick out of it. I, I certainly would never call myself a designer. I'm really fortunate in that I'm doing my own spaces and I can take months and months and months making decisions. And I do take months to make decisions. Um, I don't do, I'm not one of these people that can do a beautiful mood board and then go, yeah, that's it. Everything's done. I can work it out from these tiny little samples and squatches. I- oh, Greg, you're, you're like me. I call myself a slow yeah. decorator. I'm, I'm a slow decorator and I, I savour it and take time. And um, take a long time to make decisions, but when you do make those decisions, they're the correct yeah, ones. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy with pretty with almost everything that I've well, yeah, for everything I've done here. I still love it, and but I, you know, I didn't choose the fabric on the curtains and blinds in this room until the wallpaper was up because I, I'm not clever enough. I don't have an interior designer's brain that can see it well enough to make confident decisions until I've lived with it in the space for a while. So yeah, a, I can't see anything either in my mind. 
No, no. It's, I think some people have that ability and some don't, and, and, I, and I am not gifted with it, sadly. I need to see it in real life to actually see it. Yeah, absolutely. But I do, I, I, so I love the design, and I, I take an approach that I hope is sympathetic, and I think if your starting point is something that's sympathetic to the period of the house, it's quite difficult to get it wrong. It's a bit of a cheat, I think, because I think if you're mm, using mm, stuff that yeah. the house was designed for in the first instance, it's probably going to look vaguely right in the space you know even if you completely you know cock it up it's, it's not going to be too far off so um you know your, your starting point is, is all right and you go from there yeah and what i really like about your house that although it's very grand and your rooms are absolutely beautiful i kind of feel like there's lots of playfulness in there so it's not it doesn't look to me at all like it's you are trying to pretend, like, be very pretentious or that it's very kind of like you are taking it very Thank seriously. I, I get this feeling that it's kind of like, you know, you are not <laughs> overly fast, that, you know, everything needs to be super matchy or super this or that. So it has a very relaxed feeling. It's comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It, it looks like a comfortable home. It looks like a comfortable, relaxed home, even though, as, as Susanna said, it is a grand home. But it looks like somewhere you can kick your shoes off and actually really sit down and, and have that cocktail and enjoy yourself. Yeah, properly. and I think both of your homes do the same thing in quite different ways, which I think is really nice. You've got two very opposing styles, but they create a sense of welcoming kind of a welcome attitude, which I think is so important for my home. And I, again, it, because I it comes back to me feeling I'm a bit of a big scruffy hairy chap. So anywhere that looks too prim and prissy, I feel slightly on edge you know i want to be able to put my feet on the sofa and not feel like that's going to get them told off so um, <laughs> well it, it, it's interesting actually because when we first um were shown around hill house the owners the previous owners they had they had beautiful taste but it was very grown up and quite austere and quite um, precise so they had their dinner service laid out and their their beautiful um silver um silverware um ready for the dinner party and you felt you walked around and you were worried to bump into anything or nudge anything or touch anything. And it, as I say, it was beautiful, but no sort of disrespect to the people and their their style. But it was so serious. And I remember when we moved in thinking, I don't want a house that serious because we are, I might not be um, big and hairy. Not the side I show on the Internet anyway. But, um, but I, I, I've, I've had big and hairy dogs and I have a lot of um, I have a lot of ch- well, I have three children who at one point were sort of like careering around the house. So it was always meant to be something a house that you could entertain in that people would love. But everyone has to feel comfortable. in. Yes. It's, yeah, that's a priority. It's it's so it's so important. I think, and I think that's something that's kind of it's coming back, but it's been overlooked for a, for a long time in the in the pursuit for cleanliness and, and ease of living. We've sort of forgotten that actually, the first and foremost, you should feel really comfortable, and, and people coming into your home should feel comfortable. And and it's um, I think pattern for me help, and color helps a lot with that. Obviously, that's my taste and kind of aesthetic, but um, texture and and all those things really. Um, that's what makes me feel at, at home. And I think, you know, when you go and look around big stately homes and National Trust type things, the, the grand rooms are always really beautiful and they're interesting. But the places I kind of feel most at home is where the, the big ranges, where the, where the cups would have been busy and, the, you know, there's an old knackered kind of rocking chair sort of sat in one corner. And I thought, well, that's where I'd want to sit with a, with a beer and, you know, flip through a book sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's creating that. Set. And even in a grand room, it's, there are ways that you can bring that feeling kind of in with, you know, Completely. different things. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. What, what, um, something I've always wanted to ask, because you mentioned right at the beginning of our, our chatting that this is now your, well, Instagram is now your full-time or social media is now your full-time career. And um, something you mentioned right at the beginning is about you started this um, journey on Instagram for, for a sense of community. And I, and I remember doing that, the same thing. It was all about, I'd moved up to Norfolk. I was actually feeling quite lonely. My friends had, were mainly in London, but a lot had dispersed to all parts of, of England. And so I wanted to be chatting and, and see meet people who were going through the same experience of me moving somewhere else, doing up a home, buying vintage in my, in my um, personal experience. And then suddenly years go by and it starts turning into a career what was that like for you and, and when did you know oh gosh this is not just me documenting my diary this is actually this is a this is a job this is a career now and it well I mean it's very it's very surreal I, I sort of call myself the world's least least likely influencer I mean I'm a bit of a technophobe things as well I'm not I'm not great with technology I don't I don't understand the trends I I hate all the trending music and all that sort of stuff. I'm a bit old fashioned in, in all that sort of way. So, oh, so I, very... knew, I knew I liked you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it was a very it was a very surreal, surreal experience to find myself in a position where people were interested in, in what I was doing and you know, I'm still blown away by the kind of kindness and, and interest from, from people. Um and very, very, very grateful for it. Um I was really lucky um I found myself into very lucky circumstances that through COVID I was um, furloughed for a bit. So I could focus on the house, which was fantastic. I could obviously pour even more time into, into Instagram and, and kind of share more of the journey, which, you know, um, gathered the, the sort of following going along. And, and it, it sort of, it kind of happened completely by accident, but I was in that kind of crossover period. I kind of realized, blimey, gosh, this is, this is something I can, I can actually turn into a, to a living. And it's, it's funny because it's using a lot of the skills I've used within my work over years, you know, kind of the spreadsheets are well, handy. Yeah, it was in marketing. So, so the spreadsheets are really handy, but also knowing how to um, tell tell a, a story or explain a product, but in a in an interesting way, or explain a, uh, what I'm doing in an interesting way. Because sanding is not interesting; it's the world's least interesting. I can I can <laughs> you guarantee. You make it so interesting, Greg. I wish I could watch it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I try. I try. And, and, and I hopefully if people are either learning or being inspired by something that I'm doing to give it then a go themselves. So we're trying to get that across in a way that is not completely boring. So they do watch it and they do learn something or do realize that actually, yes, I can have a go. If Greg can do a hundred doors, I might be able to do my front door or whatever it is, you know? So it, that's, I, that was, I was really passionate about kind of getting those messages across and giving people a kind of a bit of hope that they can do something similar, maybe not on the scale, but you know, it kind of like, well, gone, if Greg can do it on his own in that, big lump then I can kind of have a go in in my place so that's what I really love and yeah those so those two worlds kind of collided and then yeah all of a sudden it was like blimey people are asking to work with me this is crazy but how exciting so yeah that's it was very accidental I'd never planned it but um you know and do you see yourself doing this for the until the if, if this is your forever house do you see yourself doing the same sort of thing forever or have you got other aspirations I have. I think my dad's just coming. So let me just tell him that I'm on a call. One second. Oh, lovely. We can admire I'm, your kitchen. I'm just on a call, Dad. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you a call in a bit, all right? I'm just on a podcast, all right? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> well, any chance to have a look at the kitchen, we are happy. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, every time you move, we go like this. We, we, crane, so we crane our necks to see all the bits. <laughs> um, so, yeah, doing the, um, the house is, the house is going to take 
loads longer. And then I've got a, a two-thirds of an acre of a garden that is completely overgrown and knackered. That, and I don't know anything about gardening. So I'm going to have to start from scratch with that as well and, and hopefully make it do justice to the sort of the way that I'm doing the house. So there's years and years and years worth of things for me to share. Whether um, people's interest in me remains, you know, for that long or Instagram remains around for that long, it's one of these things that you are... My only platform really is, is Instagram. I don't have um, podcasts like you guys or, or, you know, kind of other avenues. So I, my eggs are really all in one basket. And it's a basket that I have very little control over <laughs> beyond what I'm able to do. So it's, it's interesting you should say that because you're I think what you do would translate beautifully into YouTube. Have you ever thought about starting a YouTube channel? I have, but it just it, I mean, it's, it's, it's another it's another thing, isn't it? It's, a, it's, it's another thing. Huge, it's, it would be do more, do more, Greg. Do long, more. Long, long format video is a, is. It's, I mean, it, doing the reels takes me forever, and they're only 90 seconds long. So the idea that I can do a 30-minute something or other, I, I just might, you know, there's just not enough hours in the day. And, and I, yeah, it, and, and because I've, I still, and, and hopefully will continue to be able to do this, I still reply to every single comment and every single message that I get. And I get thousands on a, on a, on a post. It, it, it sort of limits the amount. And, and, and I do that because I think it's really, A, I'm really grateful to people, but also if people have asked me a question wanting to know how to do something, I want to be able to help them. So whilst Instagram is, is working for me in terms of um, my employment and that sort of thing, but also it's a good way, it's the easiest and best way, I think, for me to be able to get the information out there as well. It seems to be working. And so, touch wood, it will continue to do so. And, and I just don't have the capacity to, to spread myself in No, absolutely. And do you know what? You've got to look after your mental health and yourself and not actually spread yourself too thin because... At the end of the day, it's your life and not a TV programme. We're not watching a reality programme where you're performing for the camera. This is this is the real Greg. This is your home. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I think because it's um because it's a home renovation account, the the nature of the beast is incredibly slow and incredibly labour intensive. So a, a, reno, a, a room can take me nine months to do one one space. So these two these two spaces took nine to twelve months from start to finish. You know, from which um is really slow in social media world you know it's, so i don't have this my content does come out slowly and it is a slow evolution of spaces and it's not kind of quick clicky fingers and and look at this new thing look at this new thing it's not um i wish i wish i was blessed with your sense of fashion puller and could kind of go oh look i've you oh, know it's a lovely outfit I, I know, it's, fling a skirt yeah well, you look quite rather dashing in your outfit post greg i think i think you are doing yourself i think you should be doing more of that i always enjoy seeing you wearing your smart outfits <laughs> it's, it's sometimes quite nice to get dressed after being very dusty for, for many many hours but paired with crocs as well i often see <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but in order to have the content for Instagram, there's a, there's there's months of work that kind of going on on the house to to have that content. So yeah, it's it's just a very laborious avenue to go. If anyone's out there thinking about becoming an Instagram, choose choose something quicker. Well, to be honest, yes, choose something quicker. But I'd also say choose something you love because the fact that you can only you can only stick at it because you're loving what you're doing. Yeah, and and I think people people are interested because you love it as well. I think you you know hopefully my passion and enthusiasm comes through. I, I you know I certainly don't kind of filter it, and people get a very honest honest appraisal of you know how I'm feeling generally on the day. But I think yeah you couldn't you couldn't invest the time and the energy into um, something like this and you know um, being able to then share it on Instagram if you weren't completely living and breathing it you know in the way that that you do so um yeah absolutely but also that's what makes you so appealing i think it's because 
you know, it's a large house. At the end of the day, it's a large house. It's not necessarily the experience of everybody um, who's watching you, but it's not alienating in any way because you're showing um, you're showing how hard it is to actually, you know, keep it all going and keep it together. You're showing um, the reality of having to do things yourself because, you know, we've all got budget constraints. It doesn't matter. They, they may all be different looking, but... At the end of the day, everyone's got a budget constraint. There's a reason why we do things in the way we do. My house, my, my whole account is called Hill House Vintage because it's the only way I could furnish my home in the beginning. You know, I had to find vintage pieces and, um, and, and in a cheap way just because that was how I could furnish my home. That's after we stupidly spent all our money buying the house <laughs> well, all, all, <laughs> and all, couldn't do anything else. <laughs> all, all the Bastion admirals that I've put in so far were were second hand, you know, I bought them all for a hundred quid and painted them and refurbished them, you know, it's that. I, I, and I think, um, and I do think the fact that I bought Admirals for less than the price of a one bed London flat is interesting to people. I think it kind of opens people's eyes to what a lot of people, you know, live in the capital have high rents or, you know, struggling to buy a sort of postage stamp of a studio flat. And you go, well, actually, if you broaden your horizons a little bit and it, it's, and it's always nice to sort of look through a slightly different path that you might have chosen or that sort of thing but Definitely. yeah i had a friend buying yeah. a literally buying a flat a very small you know flat in london for significantly more than i was paying for this so it's um, you know i think it's 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 you see i i would watch this hollywood film i, I, I would too there needs to be a script there Definitely. needs to be a script here somewhere <laughs> it would it would i've chatted to a few tv people and i and as soon as you sort of tell them, well, each room takes me about a year, they go, oh, no, that's not going to work yeah. for telly, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's the nature of the beast, I'm afraid. You know, that is the reality. It, it's so true. I remember, especially during lockdown, speaking to a lot of TV people. And my, my theory with the whole television thing is that I do things in my own time and I can't, I, I couldn't sort of like hurry up or choose things because that was when the filming was taking place. So I'm I'm very similar. I decided not to go that route just because if I want to take, which I have, over ten years to buy a chandelier for my sitting room. <laughs> <laughs> ten years, Wonderful. Oh yeah. my goodness! Do you know, I'm I'm still searching for that. I I need. I've got it in my mind. I need the perfect one. But and literally, that if you ever look on my Instagram account and um, look at the sitting room, you never see the ceiling. Because there's a little, there's a little bulb <laughs> hanging with a, with a really ridiculous little um, a sparkly frame around. But that's how that's how I decorate, and that's why I could never be an interior designer because I would make the people, I'd make them suffer for ten yeah. years. Well, and, and you know, I, I have them going. Well, we could we could send a team in to do the work behind the scenes. Said, well, that's that would then be really inauthentic. You know, I'm 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 then I've lost anything that you know, kind of I'm about and I want to do it myself. I uh, By the time this place is done, I will have touched every single inch of it and I'll have been on my hands and knees on every single inch of floor doing whatever it needs to do with it. You know, I, I'll know the house better than the people that built it because they would have had a team of people building it, whereas I'll have done basically, you know, every every cranny will have had my input. And I, and, I, and I kind of want that, you know, and so... Yeah, and I also don't really want to be on telly in any way, shape, or form. That absolutely terrifies me. So, you know, <laughs> but you know that—that's what makes you such a joy to watch. Is that it's authentic, and I love that authenticity. Yeah, I think it's um, it's been amazing watching, and I, I look forward to the next twenty years. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yes, well, at this rate, it might—it might end up being twenty. <laughs> well, by the time by the time I'm done, it will have been ten years that the first room had been done. So it's good, you know. They're all going to need a little a little tickling at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so so do you have do you have anything coming up that you'd like to share with us anything um that you want to chat about or i, I am doing something very secret but i can't, but I can't share it but it's really exciting it's <laughs> which is lovely but, uh, but, I, but i can't tell anyone just yet it's soon um but then other than that you know i'm really excited to, to share my um my folks place which is going to be really lovely to um because they you know they've got a great eye and, and, a, and a brilliant as well and have, um, you know taught me a lot which is nice so um so yeah it'll be nice to nice to help them a little bit um and then yeah cracking on with with the rest i'm going to go i'm going to go downstairs i think next into the lower ground once family members have vacated and um and and start working on on my own little holiday apartment which i'm really excited about because i think i can i want to make it like a mini a mini admiral so they sort of getting the whole experience in one in one space so i say little it's it's 2,000 square foot, so the, the, the holiday let is, is actually pretty big compared to, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the joy of Admiral. So, yeah, all, all good fun. Well, it's been an absolute joy. It really has. Chatting with you. So lovely. Gotcha. Um, and you where, where, where can people find you if they want to find you um, on Instagram or, or out there? Where are the main channels, or what? How do they find you? Instagram is 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 the one really. So just man with a hammer, at man with a hammer on Instagram. Same same on TikTok if you if you do that. Although all I share on there is exactly what I'm putting on Instagram. So so Instagram is the is the way forward as, as far as I'm concerned. Such one at this moment in time. So so yes, just there. And like I say, if anyone has questions, if you're doing something old or looking at buying something old or just um you know want to chew the fact with someone that's maybe going through something similar then you know like i say i i read and respond to everything i you know i will help where i can i'm not an expert but i've you know i'm thirsty for knowledge and learning so um so yeah if i can share and help then then i always do amazing that's so i wonderful. will definitely take you up on that craig when i find my own <laughs> yeah country well, good, yeah, good luck with your search it's really exciting to you know if you if you do Thank stumble you. upon the one i can't wait to see it it's going to be wonderful yeah and and, um, and likewise follow it's always lovely to see your i'll be booking a call with you weekly for <laughs> help and support <laughs> surely uh, offering some sort of consultations <laughs> for for newbies <laughs> Excellent. Oh, it's been a treat. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's been really, really Thank lovely. you so much, Greg. It's Thank been an absolute Greg. pleasure. <laughs> Take care. Okay, bye-bye. If you like this episode and would like to help the Joy of Home podcast, please share with your friends, rate and review. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts.